Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zier Jr., and the person making all that extra noise is my co-host, Ryan Greening. How's it going, Ryan? Not too bad, just getting the, the snack and chip ah. platter all buttoned up. Right you know. on. Yeah, so what have you uh, been doing this past couple of weeks of quarantine? Uh, I've been working when I can. Yeah. So I've been getting uh, two, three days a week in with the crane gig. Cool. Um, racing a lot of eye racing. Doing uh, doing a little bit of wrenching. I got the nitro buggy basically all together. I I did end up putting a crack in one of the ears on the on the uh, <clears throat> the engine block. So oh. yeah, my practice one. So I'm gonna. Yeah, JB weld that. Yeah, for the time being. And I mean, as long as you still have like, are you talking about the ears where the screws go through? Yep, where they screw into the quick mount. Yeah, so as long as you still have three, you'll be all right. Because, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've come off the track with one of those effers missing, and uh, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> obviously, you want four, four for sure. But I've come off the track missing one, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too worried about it. But Bruce does happen to have Bruce Saint Ives had a um, another spare parts motor okay. for that Ninja, and I'm gonna get my get my hands on that block when I get a chance. And chances are, I'm not even gonna drive the thing before that happens. Yeah, it's on gonna an be actual a... track. I might fire the thing up and do my endpoints. Yep. And that'll be about it. I don't want to. I don't want to attract too much attention in the neighborhood. Or so. should should we uh, get into what's happening on the nitro scene as it is right now? Then the nitro scene is is there a nitro scene? No. <laughs> well, the what only I... nitro scene I have is you know painting a practice body and you know getting together my used car. What what's going on? What's well, happening out well, there? Okay, Rick's Hobby Farm canceled indefinitely, it sounds like. Rick is one of those very high-risk guys. So he's taking, he's saying it's for the racers, but he's taking precaution for himself, which he should. Okay. But the so our quarantine got moved to May 4th. Our governor reminds me of a guy who has a bad gambling habit with the mob. Just give me three more days. Give me three more days. So so we're at May 4th now until our quarantine's lifted. And what, what we're going to, as Minnesotans, what we have to tell him if he says, give me till the 7th. What we have to tell them as citizens, we have to say, there's no such thing as a seventh for you. We're going now, or whatever, you know. I'm not going to get too deep into that. So anyways, quarantine lifts May 4th. People are speculating it'll go till June, which I don't see how it can. So it was one person on the committee that decided to cancel round one. 
I'm a little disappointed in it, but I respect the person. I don't agree with the decision, though. Sure. So round one at the Moto Dome is kaput. Yep. Hopefully we'll get round two at uh, Loose Nuts in, and hopefully we... I'm like, all right, well, let's reschedule it for, like, the very last weekend of August, first weekend of September type deal. Sure. So we can get all of our rounds in. I, I mean... And then, you know, FTR canceled. I know their first race for sure, but they're way closer to the quarantine date than we are. So, but good news is there's been a lot of backyard track action going. Yeah, so I saw something going on um, that you posted or chimed in on. Somebody was laying down Polly and Astro where... Who, where was that going on? Whose Astro is it? And what are they doing with it? It's playfully called Hillbilly Hills in Clear Lake. And where it is, uh, Chris Martin is setting it up. And I went and helped him yesterday. And they're done laying tube. I saw uh, Shelby posted a picture. Um, and it's going to be a practice track until this quarantine is lifted. And if this works out how we think it's going to work out, this might be the, instead of putting AstroTurf in the 510, this might be the summer AstroTrack. Oh, really? It's, I haven't driven a car on it, but when we're laying down the AstroTurf, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Um... There's natural waves and elevation in it because it was formerly a motocross track. Okay. So it's like a motocross track the grass has grown in on. So it's like it looks like it has waves that wouldn't violently throw your car, but it would like float over type thing. Okay. So, um, so yeah, we were working on that. Yeah, is Shamrock's old AstroTurf. So we were putting that all piecing her together. Cool. So did did Chris acquire that from from Shamrock from John Schroer or I think it was whoever, John Schroer whatever the partnership was at the end Yeah, he got everything he, that he said was usable, and sure. it was two tra- big trailers full of stuff. Okay, and one of the trailers is going to be used as like a up down feature on the far end of the track. Oh, right on. Yeah, so we got that going and. It, I know next Saturday, the biggest problem is there's really no power out there. we got to figure that out. Generators, maybe. I don't know yet. But the, um, we'll call it, if you want to practice, there's a required $10 donation. And if you want, and when we're able to race, it's going to be, your entry fee is going to be the required donation. Yep. So, yeah, it's going to be fun, and KP's running his deal in his backyard. So people are running their backyard tracks. I'm kind of glad to see that. Yeah, that's awesome. But I'm done with the social distancing myself. We're to the point to where I feel like We need to put the responsibilities back in the hands of the citizens. If that makes any sense. I mean, like you have an asthma 
condition or right? Yeah, I, I struggle with uh, bronchitis. Yep. So yeah, you'd probably stay home for a little bit on your own. I would guess, or you could go out on your own. It's your decision. Well, I wouldn't need a government order to tell me which way to do it. Exactly. Either way. Yes, so. you you should be able to make that decision on your own. I don't know, man. It's yeah. It sounds sounds like there's a lot of funny things at play. There are, this, and not a whole lot of it actually having to do with our health. Yeah, yeah, no, it's so. the government trying to take away our right to assemble. And as Americans, I mean, oh, I think it's, I, I mean, I, oh, there's yeah, a lot more. There's too. a lot more yeah. than that. But that's just one of the things. And they're trying to do a one-world economy and. I mean, they're trying to do some crap with the petrol dollar. You could look into a million different things on this, but, you know, we're an RC podcast, even though I would like to get into the conspiracy of things. I don't know. I The deaths, I mean, Wisconsin's a little shittier, but... and oh, you, can't, you can't even trust what they're attributing... The right. deaths too. Yeah, and you you die. You, well, you can't you can't trust any of the no of the data because a they have no idea how many people have actually already had it. Yeah, and run through it. They have no idea how many people have it now because not everybody gets tested. Right. They and you know they're they're taking any person that might have come into contact with it and slapping. COVID-19 on their right. on their death certificate. I know. So, it sucks. But it's pretty sad. We're what, paying what for it, it. What it looks like they're trying to do is really sad. Yeah. And and desperate and scary and I'm glad I'm a per- type of person that normally just keeps my head in the sand because if I worried about all the stuff that it sounds like are going on right now, my blood pressure would be through the roof. So the way I am with conspiracies, because there's always conspiracies around us one way or another, but I am also aware of the fact that there's nothing I can do about it, you know? Like, what can I do about John F. Kennedy's murder and George Bush Sr. making the whole thing happen? But, you know what? I like to hear them, and I like to have fun with them, and I like to put it in, hey, this might have happened pile, or hey, this is major bullshit pile, or somewhere in between. And then I like to move on with my life. This is the first time I've actually been a little scared and paranoid. Does that make sense? Yep. It's like, oh, I always laugh when something's happening with the Fed, because most people don't realize that the Fed is not a government thing. The Fed is a private entity. A lot of people don't know that. There are bankers who don't know that. But usually I like to watch what's going on and laugh, but I can't laugh at this anymore. They're destroying us as a country. Right. And also, you have guys on both sides of the aisle. You got guys that are afraid to leave the house, and you got guys that are going total cowboy with this shit and creating havoc on the world yep and that's that's not cool either no you got to play the middle you have to take your personal responsibility into play 
that and also, you know, the responsibility you have towards the people that you come in contact with. Right. But, you know, I don't know. Well, it was last Sunday because we didn't record. I went on, I went for a drive with the family. We drive through the Sherburne County Wildlife Refuge. They have a little roadway deal. It's fun. You see some sandhill cranes. Last year, we saw beaver. They at, buffalo? No. Oh, they might. Uh, I'm not sure. Because I know they brought a mountain lion there from Colorado and dropped it off in there. Oh, cool. Yeah, they do stuff. But like last year, we actually sat for like 30 minutes and watched a beaver work. Have you ever watched a beaver work? Not that. No, I've, in the water, you know, I've watched yeah. them do their, take their stuff back. I've never, you know, seen them actually taking down trees or anything like that but i've watched him build a dam yeah that's what we were watching we we're watching him build a dam and it was cool and we watched yeah it. but you know that's what we normally do on we do that like once a month on a sunday morning when the weather's nice last week there was a there's usually nobody there we see one or two cars last week was a traffic jam <laughs> so it's like oh well everybody had the same idea because they're cooped up and then right Beth wanted a tarp for something, so we went where I'm like, oh, I'll go to Menards and get a tarp and just have the family sit in the car. There wasn't a parking spot left at Menards. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. And there's not parking spots left at grocery stores. Don't give me this stay-at-home shit. Nobody's staying at home. We're just going to certain businesses and not others. We're, right. go we're going to grocery stores and hardware stores, and we're not racing. We're not doing jujitsu. What is the difference? There is we're no difference. We're not going to Mon Pa restaurants. Right, we're not. Uh, actually, we are. Uh, so I, I went to Sammy's Pizza in Elk River. I mean, it's a franchise, but it started in Duluth. And the parking lot was packed, and they're just bringing out pizzas to cars. Love that. Yeah. So people are trying to support. I mean, they're losing a ton of money on liquor sales. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It, it is. <sighs> but anyways, from what I hear, the, from what I hear, the seventies were way more fun. Yeah, getting roadies. Yeah. Oh, dude. Bartender asks if you want one for the ditch. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know that was like that in the early two thousands when we turned twenty one. Because we're the, roughly the same age. I turned twenty one in two thousand and three. Yep. I can't tell you how many times. I used to be very irresponsible. I used to drink and drive. And I got incredibly lucky one time, and that scared the living piss out of me, and I quit drinking and driving. Good. Like, I won't even have one now and drink and drive. I, I remember I was leaving. I just met Beth. I was leaving Doyle's bowling alley and crystal she worked there i got hammered with her family but i was the most sober and i had a uh, six people in my daewoo i had a daewoo hatchback <laughs> and a cop from brooklyn center just tailed me to my brother-in-law's house and it's like yeah nope that was too close i'm done yeah so yeah that's an awful feeling when you're in the you're in the ballpark of am I or aren't I? Oh, I wasn't in the. I was hammered. See cherries. I, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I've never been in that yeah. situation, but I many was, times. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah, you have two and you're wondering. Yep. Yeah, for sure. No, I was past that. Uh, and again, folks, <laughs> this was several, several years ago. I never heard anybody, but I'm glad I, I got that. Uh, that was a legitimate scare. Yeah, you're you're lucky. Yeah. A lot I, of people aren't that lucky to, right? to have that scare and not hurt anybody and I w- have it. I would have gone to jail, period. But, you know, back then when we raced up in... No, it wasn't. I forget where we were racing. We used to go race, like up in Starbuck, we'd have road beers. Stuff like that. But I mean, I lived in Brainerd for a decade. Oh, yeah. You know how it is. No stranger to a road beer, but I'd still, you know, I don't, I never drove drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in Texas, you can have an open container if you're not hammered. Well, it's reasonable. Yeah. Everybody in Duluth drives with open containers, and I think that law is kind of passed over up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. What's what's the harm of cracking one 12-ounce beer There's on your way home from a horrible day at work? Right, right. It's the, it's the not responsible people that fuck it up for everybody else. Right, for sure. Um. Anyways, hey, I got a... I got a puppy. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You just, you're a, you're a breedist. No. Uh, okay. If you've had a pug, you know. You got to take me through it because, see, um, well, just real quick, my childhood dog was a Cocker Spaniel. Looked oh, a lot right. like Lady from right. Lady in the Tramp. Yes. And loved the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is this has got to be one of the best Cocker Spaniels on the planet. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to get a Cocker Spaniel the next time around because I knew it wasn't going to be Samantha. I know what you mean. And I, I feel the same way with Lucy. When Lucy's gone here in the next, you know, one to four years, I don't think I'm going to run out and get a yellow lab. So take no. me through it. Why? So well, What's Lu- up with pug life? Lucy is special because I have a female yellow lab. And she's an erotic ass grouchy spaz. <laughs> so anyway, um, a pug. He's your homie. He's friendly to everybody, especially our old pug Ralph, who we put down a month ago. Friendly to everybody, like <laughs> to chill, and the express. They don't have the little dog complex. That's another thing. They don't think they're a big badass. Okay. So they're not yippers. Right. Not at all. They're chill. And they, they're the most, they have the most expression out of any dog I've ever had. Okay. Like they will literally sit there and grunt and when they're happy, they'll make different noises. And when they sleep, they yip in their sleep, but not like an annoying yip, but like they're, I mean. And they're just like, like this one. They all have their own certain quirks. This one's just an eight-week-old puppy, and I'm afraid he's going to grow out of it. But when he eats, I don't know if it's a balance thing, but he lifts his back legs off the ground, so he's <laughs> only standing on his front legs while he's eating. It's the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen. That's awesome. Yeah. People who have pugs, and it's it's like a lower energy french bulldog and that's another thing like he'll play pugs will play and all that stuff but when you're done he's done (laughs) okay 
and he'll come chill by you and he'll nuzzle up against you and he won't lick lick you to death and he won't chew you to death he's just so happy pugs are so happy to be around people what's the cat think of its new roommate um the one who comes down here and meows during every podcast doesn't care (laughs) okay looked him up and down like huh okay the badass of the house the cat that runs the house is so scared and i don't understand it (laughs) this pug is the size of a guinea pig it's two pounds we've never had an animal this early it's eight weeks old and he saw it last night his tail puffed up and he ran downstairs and we didn't see him till noon today (laughs) so yeah it's weird the the badass cat is the one who cares the most and the lab made a mistake today and oh so the lab wants to assert the dominance so she took his toy he followed her playfully just you know he follows around anybody and everybody and then the dog then the lab dropped the toy the pug took his toy back and the the lab nipped at it and the pug literally cried. It literally sounds like a baby crying. <laughs> when a pug cries, it sounds like a baby crying. Sure. The pug cried for an hour. Oh, we, no. We thought he was legitimately injured. Right. He's just feeling that much emotion about it. Yep. Like, yeah. Oh, how yeah, he's can, a baby. Yeah. How, how can this big dog do this to me type thing? <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh. The, well, congratulations to yeah. you guys. That's really fun. Yeah, it was. And it was fun picking them out. And we had the choice of two. And we liked this one the best. We ended up naming him Morty. The kids say it's because Mortimer or whatever. I'm like, no, Morty from Rick and Morty. <laughs> so, yeah, it's an awesome dog. Very cool. Um, So you've been doing a lot of iRacing and... A friend of ours is building me an iRacing rig right now. So what are you running? You're running the sprints, the open wheel? Oh, gosh. I It's it's something different every day for me. I, I, I made the same mistake when I got into iRacing that I made getting into RC, which is I bought way too many cars right okay. off the bat. So you have to buy um, each car individually? Each car that's not included in the original membership. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that is included with the membership, all kinds of tracks, all kinds of cars. Okay. They're, they're either mostly on the entry level side or they're specced cars. Okay. So you're not going in and tuning setup to try to, you know, get that mechanical advantage. Um, but I own a lot of cars beyond the original membership. Uh, right now, I'm making laps at Spa, which is a, a pretty famous yeah. uh, sports car and F1 track. Yep. I'm making laps in a Formula 3, yep. which is a very, very fun car. It's just about to become somewhat obsolete, though. There's a couple new indie cars coming into the game shortly. Okay. And they're going to replace this F3 in what is my favorite road course class. It's a... It's a they call it fixed setup, so you can't can't touch anything other than the brake bias. Nice. And 
it makes for yeah it makes for close racing it's it's a lot of fun it's a lot less time invested than an open setup class okay whereas that's what i'm looking for class to get your car on the level of other cars if you can't convince somebody to give you a good setup which i mean no one's gonna do well i'm i wouldn't even do it for most people they might give you 80 percent but that last 20 percent will be crucial (laughs) well on a lot of these cars i've spent hours and hours and hours trying to get them to where i think they need to be to be competitive yep and so to to just give that away i don't know man i'm not a sponsored driver i don't have to help anyone right um but i you know i i don't it's kind of like the rc world i don't know much about setup so nobody really comes to me for that stuff anyway so um back so yeah f 3s super fun yep. uh winged sprints i guess for the rc community there's going to be a few ways that people go as soon as they get in and they get themselves out of the rookie class, yep. which everybody needs to go through that, you end up racing street stocks on both dirt oval and paved oval, which yeah. are two separate, two totally separate genres oh, for of sure. the racing. It's all split up between four different styles. There's paved on-road, or paved road course, paved oval, dirt oval, and dirt whatever you can call it road course but what that boils down to is the rally class and the pro fours so they have short course racing and i racing yep i i don't recommend you go for that right away just because it seems like they put it out there to see what would happen and then they didn't really take it any further so there's there's really only two tracks for the pro four not a ton of people racing it most people from the RC community, I'm seeing them either go with uh, some type of dirt oval. The most popular is winged sprints. So that's the first thing I recommend to people, especially if they're intrigued with sprint cars, which I absolutely am. I mean, I I basically got iRacing because I've always wanted to be a sprint car driver, and it's not going to happen for me. And then the other guys are racing IMSA. And I don't know if you've ever sat down and watched NBC and watched the ins- the I, IMSA series. I believe I have. I, I know I it's, have. It's a sports car series. Yep. There's several different classes. They all, you know, several of them race at the same time. Lots and lots of action going on at the track at one time. Um, and guys are really into that. I'm not. Uh, the IMSA classes are full-bodied sports cars. Yep. And... It's kind of like the way that I was attracted to 12th scale in RC on road because everything is so stuck and it handles so well. And the sports car side, the IMSA side of iRacing to me feels like touring car where the, you know, the ch- there's a lot of chassis roll compared to an open wheel car. It's a really lazy car and um, I'm just not into it just the exact same way that I'm not into touring car in rc yep so yeah play a lot of f3 play winged sprints i'm trying to get my my oval license up from where it's at to a couple more levels so that i can race the indycar series and in order to do that right now i'm racing um the arca menard series which is it's paved oval racing it's in the the realm of nascar 
Okay. And it used to be called the K&N Pro Series. I don't if you've ever heard of that. That's what um, Haley Deegan was racing in to kind of you know boost boost her skills and get her name out there. Yeah. And I don't know if you've been following her career at all. I, but, I don't. Um, I I don't. So I quit following all type of stock car racing when NASCAR went to three stage races. Sure. Yeah, it's it's awful. Um, yep. I, I use it for naps. No, yeah. I, I I love the history of NASCAR. I, for sure. I grew I I grew a liking to it when my stepdad came into my life, and then furthered that when I worked for Fox. Uh, the guy that I drove across the country with the most, he had NASCAR on all day long, and it was killing me at first. And I just decided to get on board, and so that. I wouldn't be miserable for twelve hours out of the day when we were traveling across the country. But yeah, they've 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 really they've really messed that series up. But um, Haley Deegan is the she's the daughter of Brian Deegan. He's the he's the founder of the Metal Militia. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, it sure does. He used to be a Supercross racer. Yep. Then he he busted out into freestyle motocross when that was really exploding mm-hmm. on the scene. Made a ton of money. He got into Lucas Oil off road racing, so the Pro Fours and you know all the short course racing stuff. And now he's got a daughter that is uh, she's got some skill and she's got a whole lot of notoriety and she's coming up through the NASCAR ranks. I I don't know what their eventual plan is for her, but I would assume it's NASCAR because at least stateside those are the people that are still making the most money versus you know indie cars and yeah IMSA, sports car racing all that they all make um, some kind of money but yeah the big money is nascar yep yeah it's it's less and less every year but still on a on a yeah. sliding scale of when jimmy everybody else that's racing cars when jimmy johnson first started winning championships like jimmy johnson jeff gordon and dale jr were making about 25 million a year aj allmendinger was the lowest paid cup driver at five million and that's i mean that's probably just salary too not even all in right right um with you know those guys are crazy and had crazy endorsement deals do you remember how bad kevin harvick screwed over ricky carmichael no i didn't i, I was never a fan of ricky okay and so i didn't i didn't follow um his attempt to get into the well he was racing, racing. Yeah, he was racing the truck series and he went to the truck series with the thought he's going to compete and he's going to complete this and he's going to move up and he wasn't doing bad top 10 ish and then one day kevin harvick closed the doors to his uh truck and it was nationwide series at the time i it's something else not it's bush series it's fucking bush series and craftsman truck series is what it is but he closed the doors with no warning no loss of sponsorship, none of that. He just closes the doors and goes, I'm done. Sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what I bought this weekend and I wish I hadn't? <laughs> I bought Supercross, Monster Energy Supercross 3 for the PS4. Oh, that is a fantastic game. It's a piece of shit. No, you're wrong. I'm done. You're, you're, total, you're totally wrong. Uh it's there is time invested 
into that game. It's not you can't just take your skills from ten years ago and apply them. I'm uh, thinking about that. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll I'll fight you to the death on this one, and so will Connor. Um, I had uh, which one? Once you once you get good enough to turn on the pro physics, yeah, and you're not using any assists anymore, and then you put the time in to learn the game. It's it's freaking awesome. It's so much more realistic than the other ones that are on the market right now. So it's, the, there it's were... still not as good as the best moto game ever created, which, in my opinion, is uh, MX versus ATV Reflex. And they'll never get back to that, I don't believe. I forget this, which game it was, but it was a European defense. motocross game that I liked a lot. That was probably MXGP. Yes. That's the game engine that you're playing on Monster Energy Supercross 3. Really? It doesn't feel like it. Well, it's a new, it's a newer generation of it. But, yeah, so, they're, those games are based off of the same platform. The controls are garbage to where I tried different controllers thinking it, my controller was... Because that happens. You know, your controllers go bad and people don't think of that. Yep. Um, before I decided to get an iRacing rig, I was going to get a pro controller for my PS4, actually. A lot of people don't realize that the controller that comes with it is similar to a ready-to-run controller for their RC car. It's not the best of the best. So I'm going. It was. I'm going through a corner. I'm about four laps into a race, and I hit the corner the three previous times, and I'm going through the same rut. There's nothing new on the track, and all of a sudden I just push wide through the tough blocks. I'm like, I must be pulling back a little bit or doing something like that and not realizing it. So I consciously looked down and the stick was at a 90 degree. I wasn't going up or down with the weight bias or none of that. It just, and it did this several times. I had to use that dumb rewind feature. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, Different strokes for different folks, yeah. but I just I couldn't Dude, possibly disagree more. The it's, graphics. I actually I got an Xbox Live subscription for the first time in years. I wonder just because of that game. I wonder if that could be the difference between PS4 and Xbox, but it's all the same basic shit now. Yeah, I don't know because I maybe the Xbox prefer, controller is that much better. I prefer the way that the the PlayStation controller works, the PS4 controller, because I've yeah I had both in the past. And I ended up ditching my PS4 a couple of years ago and getting an Xbox One. And I actually miss that OEM controller. Yeah, it's I, I like the feeling of the PS4 controller myself, but I just couldn't put my finger on what was going on. The graphics are phenomenal. And it was on sale this weekend, too, uh, for 20 bucks off. So it's like, Sweet. all right, I'll get it. And I have been playing it, and I like a lot of the shit in career mode. It's just, I don't know, man. It's not... if you're still if you're still riding the 250, just get off of that thing. I well, I am in career mode because you got to do 250 before you do 450. Yeah, just just get out of the career mode. Race online. If you got any friends that are playing it on PS4, race with them. But Okay. Otherwise, just just when you play online, 
you just end up using factory bikes. You end up using Cooper Webbs or oh, know, somebody that, somebody else that's not a douchebag. See, um, yeah, I, I'm using a Husqvarna. Basically, they say it's a shit you buy off the factory floor. Sure. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm still. You got to work your way up in that game. Yeah. And, I, I'm just not into it, racing with the shit. Well, like back in, just, back in old NASCAR games, you'd have to work your way up, and I like that aspect of old NASCAR games, but sometimes it feels like it becomes unrideable. Well, that and, I mean, I, I think there's a pretty big difference of going around a track with no jumps in a NASCAR game. True. And then going around a track with jumps and obstacles that work a lot better with the 450 and especially a 450 factory bike than they do the 250. Yeah. And another factor you got to throw in on that Monster Energy Supercross 3 is setup. You you have the ability yep. to adjust the setup and it's not a must, but it it sure helps. Right. Okay. So just re- so before we start recording this, sorry, this change a topic a little bit. I change uh, electronic weight on that truck because it's down to bare chassis right now. And it took me forever to get the screws out because the son of a bitch Loctited them in so much. So just now I took the screws out of the C-block that was the last thing metal on the chassis. On what? What are you talking about? I'm talking about my T6, sorry. Oh, okay. That Now it's totally stripped except for the side guards. That shit, dude, dripping with Loctite. What I was all wrong? You, you said everything was wrong. Everything's it's all effed wrong. up. What? Explain. So the diff was wrong. Uh, what do you mean by that? It looks like he cranked. He didn't crank the screws down evenly. He didn't use a white grease or an O-ring grease on any of the O-rings. There was no fluid left in the diff. The bearings were just covered in oil then everything in the transmission was covered in oil um the shocks they feel like trash i got to take them apart and go through them but i'm still waiting for a box that was supposed to be here two weeks ago it's not a main's fault by any means it's the post office's fault i think it's lost and they just haven't put it lost yet but i'm waiting for shock parts i'm waiting for a servo but he locked tight when you use Loctite, you use just a little bit. You know what I mean? Yep. And a lot of the shit he put Loctite on, you don't need a Loctite. It's just aggra- I-, I wish I would have spent the money and got new in box. I wish you would learn that once well, in a while. It was new but built. And I knew I was right. going to go have to go through it. I didn't think it'd be this fucked up. I really didn't. This is bad. Like, it's really bad. I don't know, man. There's, I feel like you should know better. There's more people like me that have no idea what they're doing technically out there than there are guys like you that have been doing it for a long time. And honestly, I don't even know if you know everything about I don't, but you setup know, or everything like that. So It's like going through the instruction manual. He, he, it's like he ignored a lot of it. Okay. That's what it feels like. But, you know... If I got something from you, I feel like I would trust it. Well, I, I do build to kit when I'm supposed right. to. I mean, I, I can read and comprehend, thankfully. 
yeah, a lot of this is geez, it wasn't good. But you look all you have to do is look at a buy and sell page for RC yeah. and look at the grammar and spelling that guys are using and know that not all of them, you know, have all their sandwiches in the basket. Yep, you're right. And I made the mistake of putting an I seek out thing. And yep. then in yeah. search of. Yep. And that was a mistake. I was gonna do that for iRacing, but uh Scotty Shuttle is uh making my deal. Cool. And for a very affordable price, I should PM you the price after this because I don't know if it's the same for everybody or what. But he's, so you know he owns a towing business. Yep. He's going to use a Cavalier seat and make a tube frame. So nothing elaborate, but it'll be a cockpit. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Um. God, who was it? Was it totally unnecessary? By the way, I want to mention that to everybody listening it's to a, this podcast. You do not need something like that to get into iRacing. It's I'm, unnecessary, but a fraction of the cost. Yep, which is super cool. But yep. I just want everybody to know I'm sitting at a computer desk with a wheel that is made for Xbox. Yep, and so you're using the Logitech, right? Yep, I've got a Logitech G920. Um, if you have PS4, it's a the model is a G29. Yep. And they're basically the same wheel structurally. There's just a couple different buttons yep. from platform to platform that are different. So but I, I'm, I, as far as I understand, the PS4 wheel also works with the PC. Yep, it does. I, I know for a fact that the Xbox does. Yep. But. I, I was researching it, but then I'm researching the different types of feedback. So the Logitech's, the feedback is given through, like, a gear system. The Thrustmaster, the feedback is given through a belt system, and people say it's better. But here's the deal. I'm not going to spend, because it's a little a bit extra money. It's not a lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd buy all that, because most of us turn the force feedback way down anyway. Yeah. Um the force feedback ends up being a pretty big hindrance in some of the classes. Oh, okay. So okay. Yeah. Once you get the feel of the car, you can turn that down and you're not, you know, you're not doing damage to your wheel anymore. Cause a lot of these gotcha. wheels are capable of doing stuff that is harmful to them. Okay. So, so you can turn it way up and gotcha. Yeah, I I'm probably gonna get the Logitech, but I did have that question for you about the Thrustmaster and the belt versus gear. I don't know, cause you're you do eye racing, and I'm just getting into it. Yep, and you know maybe over time, maybe this thing will slop out, and I won't be happy with it. But I've had, I have had this wheel for probably close to two years. Yeah. I was using it with the Xbox to play F1. Okay. And I, st I still have no slop in the wheel. And even even the thing that feels like a hair of slop, yeah, it's not actually slop because the input is still 100% what I'm doing with the wheel. I can see right. in the movement of my hands and the steering wheel on the car. So yeah. The cheapest I can find the Thrustmaster is $400. That's a little much. Oh, yeah. Because isn't the other one like 250 300 
Oh, I think you can find a, a G920 for less than that. Yeah, yep. I, I would do new just cause, so I could have new. <laughs> no, I mean even yeah. even a new one I think right. you can find for less than that. Right, so. and that's what I think I'm going to do. And i am got to spend $150 on a graphics card and 150 on a monitor, and I'm good to go. Right. So Yeah, I haven't seen, you know, I've been kind of keeping my eyes out for other regional racers uh, in the iRacing sphere. Um, I haven't seen them yet. I know guys are racing. I just don't know what they're doing and when they're doing it. But Well, like, okay, when I played VRC a lot, I like to do, there was, um, you know, the stock racing. There was more of a time trial thing to where I'd lay down a time and then people around the world could race my ghost car as many times as they wanted. Yep. That's what I like doing the most on I or okay. BRC. And that could be what other people are doing. So, I don't know. I think they're just, uh, I think a lot of them are newer to iRacing, so they're racing some of those entry-level classes. Yep, and that's what I'm going to be doing. They're super fun, but um, I'm just, a few of those cars that I started with, I'm not really racing anymore, so I'm... I'm not just going to hop in and basically I ruin would. people's day by yeah. totally screwing the pooch and crashing in front of people and whatnot because I haven't driven the car in two years. I want to say, was it Adam Radisky who found uh, Elko Speedway? Oh, really? I think it was him. Somebody on my Facebook feed, I saw that they're doing Elko Speedway on iRacing. Huh. That'd be cool if you could go back and buy that. Yeah, I, I had no idea. I would. So, anything new in your RC world? Mm, uh, put some stuff up on eBay. I, w- I went through and tested a bunch of lipos that I don't use anymore. Oh, and yeah, we got, um, I got that lipo for the neighbor kid. He thanks you greatly. I gave it to him. I saw him yesterday. Awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah it was a. Uh, Orion pack that I got back when uh, I was undeservedly getting an amazing deal on TLR products. Yeah. Right on. It was man, I missed that. I'm just, I would, yeah. <laughs> especially now, especially since they they're they're back to having good stuff again. Their their two wheel drive is super competitive, um, especially the elite edition their four-wheel drive looks to be amazingly competitive compared to the new one yes their belt driven stuff for the last few years so that uh new tlr 22x or whatever it is that is going to be the wheeler everywhere the b74 they need to uh, work on their they need to work on a few things um and come out i hate to say it they need to come out with the point one yeah because uh, the car's not right. A lot of the team guys have been... A lot of people have been going back to the B64. Okay. The B74 is cool, but it just wasn't ready oh, yet. Oh, Joe, you going to ruffle some feathers this week. I don't... Eh, what are they going to do? Leave their Bing. house? Yeah, Bing. no shit. Bing. That's no what your sh- phone's going to sound like tonight if you don't turn off the notifications uh, i shut my phone off at <laughs> night i i hate 
any kind of like my screen lighting up or any vibration or ding or just any kind of like if I can visually see it, it drives me nuts. So I just shut my sure. phone off. Plus, oh, so this happened since the last show. I talked about it a little bit on the Cauliflower Ear podcast. Speaking of, here's a throwback, speaking of conspiracies. I'm laying in bed watching TV with the wife, and all of a sudden I hear a faint, like, noise. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Darth Vader was at your house? It sounded like Darth Vader almost. And then I... <laughs> I'm looking around. I thought it was a Roku remote because you know you can talk into the Roku remote, and well, it was my phone. It was listening to me type situation, and my wife, who's not a conspiracy theorist at all, was like, "What the fuck?" So I close out all my apps. I kept going. And I'm like, "This isn't right." So you know how you can do a hard shutdown. I did that, like to all the apps, still going. So I shut the phone off, and it made a tink noise and shut off. That's another reason I shut my phone off at night, because you don't know who's listening. Right. You know, and it could be some creep. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm not thinking government. I'm thinking it's some creep. But, yeah. That was really weird. Should we go through uh, questions and even with no Let's RC, even with no RC going on, we can still come up with loosely base racing content. Well, you know how we were talking about the uh, the 2016 spring Motodome race. Yes, the last time. Yes. So I I got curious about it, and so I went back. Um, that was my first time back with Nitro with the Truggy. I wasn't able to... I'm going to pull my car over. Oh, I just binned it right into the fence. <laughs> um, I'm going to pull that up real quick. Let's find Let's find you. Was let's that done see. on live time? Uh, or was it that was, Scoring Pro? I, I, wasn't, I wasn't able to go back and find it through the live time site. I just went w- way back on the photos on the MNRC Facebook page. It was somewhere in the B main. I just, I don't know. For some reason, me and a nitro vehicle have never been in sync. Or me and any A scale, but I finally started working with it at the end of last year. And it's like disappointing that I won't be able to race, but I'm also happy to announce. So people may or may not remember um, 2016, the, I believe it was April, not May. Yes. I think we started in April back then. Yes. Um, 2016, April race, the Moto Dome in Staples, Minnesota, or Browerville, whatever you want to call it. Um, this race got so rough. There yeah. were huge holes in the track and mul- you had to use multiple different lines and you had to, you had to be very careful where you put your car this was really, really cool for me because this was yeah. my first eighth scale race. Okay. And or my first MNRC race in general. And I came from a motocross background and so I was like right at home. You know, I I could kind of drive my cars. I spent the winter at, at the five ten. Right. You know, trying to learn how to drive with my, my Pro Four and 
I had, for whatever stupid reason, I had a mod wheeler and eventually a stock buggy. Towards the end of the year, Ben Savakul was able to talk me into driving a slow car that I should have been <laughs> driving the whole time. But I, yeah, show up for the Motodome, and God, I couldn't have been more excited. The The layout was awesome. You know, the practice was an absolute hoot before yep. the track started blowing out. And then as the track was blowing out and everybody was, not everybody, a lot of people in RC get disappointed when the track gets rough. Yeah. I, sure. I, I don't personally understand it because, I mean, everybody's racing the same track. Everybody's got to deal with it. This is racing. You, you need to be able to adapt. Well, the and, thing is, the reason why people do get upset is because they want to race each other, not the track. Sure. And I get that, but also on the tracks that are super smooth and everybody's really close, there is an unbelievable amount of hacking yep. that goes on in our regional 8th scale series. Oh, yeah. It's it's bad. It, shit. Yeah, it is bad. I'll agree with you there. It gets frustrating. So you weren't in Nitro Buggy D-Mains. No, I wasn't good. in Nitro Buggy. I was in Truggy. Oh, okay. Alright. Uh, for some reason, Dan was in the Danny was in the C-Main of Nitro Buggy. He probably didn't qualify since yep, he was running the show. Yep. Um, this is actually the, the first time I ever had an online disagreement with Danny, but I didn't know it was him because <laughs> I was having it with the MNRC Facebook page. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> the thing that, that set a few people off were the Pro 4 results. Oh. Because it, it was a double main, double A main, and... We were looking at the results, and we asked, you know, what system are you guys using? And Danny said, well, it's the motocross system. Yep. And I, I got fired up because I was like, uh, I've been racing motocross my whole life, and I'm looking at these results, and that is not what's going on here. So the motocross system, to be clear, is what they call it in the system. They have the motocross. They have, they have different types of right and and it would have worked it would have worked just like an amateur motocross race works except for it didn't happen to be clicked for that event something oh. you guys updated the computer or maybe you, you moved it over to a different laptop yep. but anyway you know there's when you when you change that live time system or or any racing system you know as well as anybody is there are a million things that you have to go back yep. and look at yep. in the settings, and it's so easy to miss something like that. So Danny assumed, you know, just like putting myself in his place, I would assume he's like, yeah, we run it motocross style. Yeah, and I'm like, this that is not what I'm looking at here. You know, I'm, and I tried to, I didn't know what IFMAR timing and scoring was at that point. Yeah, I was so new to racing, but that's what it that's what it was on. And so that, I mean, that's nowhere near how you tabulate race results compared to the motocross version. Mm -hmm. I get and, it. And people were getting hot. And I had, you know, I had no idea who I was talking to and I was running my mouth and it was, it wasn't a great thing. Not a great look. I'm not proud of it. We all do it or have but, done it. Um, I, I have a huge amount of respect for 
for Dan and the things that he did over over the past few years for regional RC racing. So I uh, I backpedaled yeah. very quickly because right. even even in that weekend I was you know very very thankful that this thing even existed the the Minnesota Nitro Series. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool stuff. Nitro Truggy C Main. Our buddy Stefan was in there. Grant Olson won that one. Hey, Hoosman was racing that one. That's was cool. He? Oh. I used to see him at uh, Lucky 13. Yep. Quite a bit. God, I miss that place. So do I. Lucky 13 was I, awesome. I hope he gets the juice to do it again. Uh, I don't know. It, I mean, there's so much racing available in the summertime that... I don't know if he could ever do it more again. More and more is going away. What's that? More and more is going away. Do you think if, let's say if Ricks closes down this season, do you think it's possible they even have a 2021 season? At Ricks? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, I mean, there's like, there's, there's no overhead there. I guess. I don't know. I'm just thinking, God, you got to be there for us type thing. Right. No, I, that's the place I worry about the least. Um, you know, but anyway, is, is, is Dave LaRue going to be, you know, unbelievably dedicated to it for the rest of his life? No. Like Nate Smith used to be incredibly dedicated and Alan Smith used to be, and it's like everybody gets burnt out on the place. Eventually it happens. Yeah. Well, helping run races is, you know. And yeah. I know a little bit. And like I said, you don't it, do that it shit is for emotionally free. and physically exhausting, but mostly emotionally You're, because yep. there are so many people that suck the fun out of it. Running races is a job and you don't do it for free. And you've realized <laughs> that down the road. Yep. Absolutely. That's, uh, you know, I don't, I don't get offers to run races and it's, yeah, I, I put it out there to a few people. Um, you helped me understand what I think I'm worth. Yeah, and well, I wanted, when you helped me do that FTR race where you're doing a couple races per round, I wanted to pay you a lot more than I did, and you are like, no, nah, just give me whatever. Yep, yeah, I'd, and I didn't have that great of a picture of it at that time. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's a big, it's a huge sacrifice because everybody that's there, including the person running the race wants to be racing right and they yeah we have fun announcing races you you do such a good job technically of announcing races everybody loves because they get all the information that they're looking for i need to get better at the color aspect of it which i was i'm gonna work on heavily this year yeah and i well i don't think that'll be a, a problem for you other than you know guys gotta guys got to think about what they want more do they want that information that's pertinent to them or do they want to be entertained so so i don't know i don't know if i'll ever get to the level but i want to be on the level of scotty ernst sure because i mean if i'm not at least striving for that what the hell am i really doing i mean i'm already better than jimmy babcock that guy sucks 
<laughs> I have, I've never listened to him call a race. He's just dull, and if it's not the aiming of a pro class, he just doesn't give a shit. He's one of those sure. types. So, There's Could, a page missing from these results. I can't yeah. find your Nitro Truggy B-Main. Yeah, it was Nitro Truggy B-Main, and I think Senior probably beat me. I think I broke. I don't remember. I broke that truck so much. <laughs> but... It, is really good technical the mugen cars have very good geometry but on the seven series the a-arms were made out of glass and on the eight series they made them too solid and too stiff so anyway should we uh i don't remember what i did back then either <laughs> it was well bad. i got 10th in stock buggy that was embarrassing yeah um I don't think I raced stock buggy that week. I think I quit in 2015. That was a really fun weekend for that class, outside of the fact that Seth ran it. Yep. And he, he, you know, he ran, his car wasn't fast or anything like that. It was way turned down, but his lines were perfect. And Kendall was at, was really fast too. Yep. They were, you know, they were running, they had, lap times in the 30s and the rest of us were in the 40s yeah and um but it was it was a lot of fun i'd seen a lot of names that i had a lot of fun with in that class al smith trevor johnson who's my my ultimate friend slash nemesis yeah in stock buggy i, I was never able oh. to beat him drove me nuts really quick congratulations to al smith and his uh and his uh, lovely fiance, they had their first kid yesterday, I believe. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. He's, I mean, he's got plenty. You know, this right now, and this is why we also got a puppy. This is, you can't plan it because whatever, but it's a perfect time to have a baby right now. Yeah, plenty of time to, to yeah. do the bonding. That's for sure. You're not worried about racing or none of that because none of it's going on anyway. Yep. So. Yeah, and he's, I believe he's at home right now. Yeah, that's a damn shame. So, well, you well, know, I, there's, there's things out there to help. I know. I won't get into get some of the things, so. but, like, there was an argument about unemployment under the questions on one of the places I posted, and it's like, Man, people are on edge, and you can't blame them. No, but I mean, I don't know. Facebook is Facebook was toxic long before this happened. I know, but still. Should we uh, get into questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's see here. And this is under where everything started, but Eric Rasmussen... How do you think the shutdown and so many people losing out on income will affect the RC community? Well, I think it won't affect it for a little while. I think we're getting, like my sister-in-law who's a hairdresser is getting paid way more to sit at home. She's getting paid a lot of money to where I'm jealous. <laughs> so I think May... And into June, it's going to be hopping. And then reality's going to set in and everything's going to crash. That's what I think is going to happen. What do yeah. you, What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, well, I mean, can you elaborate on that more? Do you have any feelings 
of what it'll do to our not necessarily you know the world in general but our rc community it'll just be an expendable thing it really will right. be. So, so are we going to see some brick and mortar places board up? We're we're gonna we're gonna see that anyway, because we're way too oversaturated. But I think it's gonna speed along some places. I think more people are they're not gonna choose like they were gonna choose before, and some places were gonna flourish and some were gonna die. I think now some are gonna just survive and some are going to die. Right. Which is a shame, because, I mean, it's a great time. It's a good problem to have where you have to make a hard decision on where you're going to race because there's so many good places to race. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and even making decisions on what cars you want to build. Right. I mean, I got... I've never had so many 10 scale vehicles in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had... I've never had so few... But um, I've never had more things that I want to do. Right. You know, I I want some high bite dirt oval cars. I since we're doing nothing, I really want a basher. Yeah. Right now, um, I built the nitro buggy because I want to have a fun practice vehicle, yep. and I have more fun with the nitro motor than I do an electric one. Sure. I got to keep the truggy because. It's my favorite thing to drive on clay. Yeah, I saw Lucy um, chasing that thing. <laughs> yep, that was fun. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this much. So you know how sometimes you have the day open and you can race, but you just don't feel like it? Right. When this is over you and you're able and you can afford to, you just got to race somewhere. You got this will be a critical point to where you need to support your local track. Yep. And I'm not saying you as in you, but I'm saying you as a whole RC community. Right. Yeah, if you can, you know, that some people are going to are probably going to be in bad you know, situation. financially impacted by this. Yeah, oh, for, for sure. For the foreseeable future. You know, there are I'm sure there are companies that are going to shut their doors and either, you know, reopen for a short time or just not have the ability to reopen. We don't have a crystal ball, so no, we don't. Can't really see what's going to happen, but it and that's why it's already gone on long enough that the the outlook isn't very good. What's a little aggravating to me too is I see people posting pictures, cheap gas, ninety nine cents, a buck fifty. I filled up. I saw Gary Zdenek yesterday in Malacca filling up. Um, I filled up for a buck fifty eight. Guess what? That's not good. America runs on the petrol dollar. When it's under two fifty a gallon, that is super bleak for the economy. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of fuel sitting around and not a whole, not very many people buying it. So right. the, the supply has skyrocketed and there isn't a lot of demand right now. Yeah. So that's unfortunate because that's, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't even fathom how many jobs teeter on uh, that. Sure. Uh, you'd be shocked. I mean, right now, I'm in a metal stamping business and I'm a little scared because uh, our one of our main customers has a super busy right now, which is Stryker Medical. Yep. But 
fun companies like Moroso and all that stuff, they put all their jobs on hold. I got thousands and thousands and thousands of parts on hold that I'm not allowed to run. So right now, Stryker Medical has us plenty busy and whatever, but what about the other companies like Niswa Docs, shit like that? Do we, will they pick up their parts when, well not, but will they let us run our parts when this is all over or are they just not going to let us run their parts? Right. I'm worried about that. Yep. Yeah, it's a legitimate concern. Well, I'm um, kind of worried. I ju- I really want one round of layoffs. I hate to say it. I really want them to get rid of the crackheads. Right. Because yeah, the oh, go ahead. The, the the thing of it, you know, some people are going to have to make some changes, but I firmly believe that more now than ever, if you are willing to show up on time five days a week, put in an effort, and don't have a shitty attitude, yep. you're going to be employed. You work at a grocery store. Work any. Yeah, you're right. Go to truck driving school. Go to school to be a police officer. Well, they'll pay you to do that now. They, can, I mean, they yes. can't give those jobs away anymore, especially if you're a minority. I, I mean, you can get paid while you're training to be a state trooper because they're looking for more diversity in their workforce. Yes. You know, I wanted to be a police officer. I kind of wanted. Not me. Never. So this was before a lot of the shit hit the fan with certain things. Yeah. Like seven, eight years ago, I wanted to be a police officer. But I couldn't take that jump. I was too afraid to quit my job to do it. Mm-hmm. But let's say I got laid off. I could maybe just go do it. Right. And there's this, there is work out there for people this that want to work. Could you, be, you have to want it, yep, though. This could be the silver lining for a lot of people. But for another big group of people, this could be the literal end of their lives. Right. And yeah, I've, I've got some concerns, like... Um, this is a totally different situation. People don't think that I'm comparing apples to apples in my mind. I know I'm not, but in 2008, when everything crashed and the the construction industry took a huge shit Mm -hmm. for, it took like four years for them to recover. Yep. Um, guys in my position that, you know, just got into heavy equipment or whatever trade, you know, those jobs were gone. Mm-hmm. They they had to take care of the people that had put in the most time and were the most valuable. So, you know, I'm playing this back in my mind. Like, yeah, if 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 shit really hits the fan, and if they if they keep us locked up at home against our will for too long before we riot and you know get ourselves for basically force the government to back off and let us live our lives. I might have to go back to doing something I really don't want to do, like sacrificing my body and delivering soda like I used to. But I know that I'm willing to go out there and sweat for eight hours a day. Right. So I'm going to I'm gonna find something. Exactly. And some people don't have that 
disappointed. And some people can't. Some people, some people can't. physically can't. Some, I, get, I get that. Some people That's... can't, and some people mentally can't grind. Yeah. I, I used to have a big problem in physical grind. Like, I would mentally stop until I did jiu-jitsu, and that taught me the, tr- the fun side of a physical grind. You know what I mean? Right. It taught that's I know it sounded messed up, but it's it taught me how to keep on going when I didn't want to keep going. So, anyway, yeah, enough about oh, God. So aggravating that we have we don't have to, but it's so aggravating that this is even a point of topic, right? And it's not our fault. Just taking a giant shit all over the Constitution, basically. I, they are. I have been investing small amounts of money in Dogecoin. I have no idea what that means, but good for you. It's it's a cryptocurrency. It's, it, sound, it sounds like, like weed money. No, like... well, it might be used as that. It started out as kind of a joke. They sponsored a NASCAR back in 2013 type thing. And there's memes about it. It's like one Dogecoin equals one Lambo, all that type of thing. And it, you get it for about two-tenths of a penny per Dogecoin. But when the shit it hits a fan, this could possibly go up. And I got about 30000 which is about 50 60 bucks worth. <laughs> <laughs> Every paycheck I put in like 5 bucks. And it, it well, the, I hope this pays off better than your RC raffle. You know what? That you like to chime in with. So. For the three to four months I've been investing a little bit here or there in, it's held steady. Sure. To where like Bitcoin has gone from like four thousand dollars a Bitcoin up to like seven, down to six, that type of thing. So. Anyway, let's go more questions. We got a couple iRacing questions. Tim Wilson is saying, when is when am I going to get an, uh, into iRacing? And then Rob Mangold goes, get on iRacing yet. Both of them. <laughs> I'm guessing about two weeks I'll have a rig. If he would have done it in the correct order, Tim, he'd already be there. I have to get a graphics card. Joe's got to do everything ass backwards. I have to get a graphics card. Then I'm going that first. Then I'm going to get a wheel. And done that second. Then by the time I'm done with that, my rig will be available for me to purchase. I haven't bought it yet. I'm going to buy it. He's building it for me right now. He's building it and you haven't paid him anything? No. That is that is some trust there. Because he knows I'm going to pay him. And if right. But I mean, you know, he wouldn't be the first person in history that got burned on a deal like that is what I'm saying. I'm not going to burn him. I will put it on a credit card if I have to. No, I I understand yeah. that you oh, personally yeah. aren't going to do it. I'm saying yeah. from somebody else's perspective. He might make other people... You know, pay in advance type situation. Oh, I'd hope. I mean, Scotty and I have always been pretty good friends at the track and stuff like that. And you know what I mean. It's different with different people. Yep. 
What a good dude, though, hey? Just he in is. general. Scotty, yeah, I miss him at the track. I, I wish I would have discovered his track sooner, or I should say I wish I would have started going sooner. I One summer I hooked up with Ryan Sobchak, which is, uh, he's an HB driver in our region, um, and we started carpooling to those races, and we had a ball. We had, yeah. we had so much fun that summer. Right. Um, gosh, that place was awesome. It was so unique. Mm. Yeah, it was. It, it reminded me a little bit of what uh, the toy box used to be. In what way? Just the size of the track. Oh, okay. I the thing one of the things I loved the most about it, other than the the people were awesome, the atmosphere was great, there was uh, potluck food yep. every Sunday, which right. was incredible. Well that's one of the um, reasons I couldn't make it there often is because it was Sundays and it was two two and a half hours away from me. Oh yeah, that's a poke for you for sure. Yeah. I, um, you know what I learned there? Don't give a goat a potato chip. <laughs> See, we didn't have any barnyard animals hanging out with us while I was there. So, At the first Sean Neary race, I gave a goat a potato chip, and three of them chased me for an hour. <laughs> like, you know, I kind of ran from a little bit and whatever. Was it an outdoor track back then? Nope. This is right when okay. it became indoor. Okay. So then I walk in through that big garage door when it was indoor to the pits to start wrenching on my stuff. All of a sudden, a goat came in and like knocked into me like, hey, fucker, give me more chips. <laughs> Jackie got uh, Jackie got it got it good from a rooster. <laughs> I, there's, that's too easy. I'm going to let that one lay. I know. That's, that's why that's low hanging fruit. It is. I can't even I can't even tee it up. I know. I'm tired and I'm not even thinking of any windows. Come on, Joe. I actually I ran into um I was digging BMX trails yesterday on uh, some some private land, some private trails. Yep. And uh we had a little trail dog there with us that I was forced to give the dog people food <laughs> i'm i'm not i normally don't do that yeah um enough people in my family give lucy food that she shouldn't have so i'm i know what you mean usually trying to keep her healthy on the backside. but um yeah the, the little little bugger followed me around for the next four hours which i didn't mind too much because i'm definitely a dog person but yeah, yeah that, that that's another thing that i've been doing lately is um it's it's digging season, so the the BMX jumps in most places are a little too wet to ride, but it's perfect weather for um, maintenance and making new stuff. And so between uh, the Cottage Grove Bike Park, which is uh, a public place that I donate a lot of my time at, and uh, a couple of private places that I dig at, I am hoping to get some strength back into my body that I lost when I left Pepsi. Yep. And um, hoping that it helps. You, you know helps how you do that? skeleton out. You know how you What's do that? that? So at the end of this, there's going to be a lot of exercise equipment for sale for cheap. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So what you do is you get a straight bar 
and four 45-pound bumper plates, and you start deadlifting. Mm, and it doesn't take... I can't do it the way that... It doesn't take much. The way that you much. guys do it. It, it doesn't take... Deadlifting, so... Like, I do four sets of five, heavy. I mean, I start out light. Like, if you're smart, you build up. You don't go to, like, what you want to end on immediately. Like, I start out doing 135 pounds. Yep. And then I build up, I build up, I build up. I'm about 330-something at the end. So, yeah, you just deadlift and you do it quick and make it 10 minutes of your day. And that's what I like to do myself. I mean, I, yep. I add in about 10, 15 other exercises in there. So it's like an hour of working out. Yep. So like I do four sets of whatever I'm doing, but you can just deadlift and it's huge. So anyway, yeah, absolutely. Should we get into more questions? Let's do it. Uh, Gotti Jr.'s got a good one for us. If you had to kill off one RC manufacturer to end the virus, which would it be and why? Do you want to go first or should I shoot? No, I'll, I'll go off of you. You go first. Um, the VP Pro, the people who copy tires, I believe that's VP Pro, isn't it? Or is that the fuel? No, VP Pro is the ones who copy tires. Do you think we're... Is that what he meant? Was it broad like that, or was he looking for a chassis company? He wasn't specific. Okay. If I have, to go, if I have to go chassis company, it'd be Serpent, because it'd make a certain somebody uncomfortable. Actually, I'd like to see three or four chassis companies go away. I want it to be Losey, Associated, and Schumacher for 10th scale, I should say, so everybody has a bigger piece of the pie. Right. But, you know, but yeah, the VP Pro or whatever, I think they got a chassis too. I'm not sure. I've honestly never heard of their tires, so. They absolutely, like... It's so blatant, and people are like, yes, this is not to be confused with VP Racing Fuels. It's VP Pro. Remember what happened when you said somebody copied something last time? Yes, but <laughs> so when I said that last time, I was speaking a little bit out of school. I wasn't 100% familiar with the product, and there was room for interpretation. Okay. Well, there is no room for interpretation with VP Pro. Okay. And the people in the United States who run it, run it out of the guidelines. Well, it's cheaper and I like the team manager. Well, you're fucking over everybody who came up with those designs. I mean, it is so blatant. Like, you should see their... um their version of what I call their cut stagger from Schumacher. Like, they, they straight-up copied Schumacher tires. Sure. Or their carpet tires. I mean, it's bad. 
like VP Pro USA won't even put the tires on the webpage. You have to just go to VP Pro and yeah, see see for yourself. Right on. Uh, okay, what uh, what manufacturer would I kill? Um, I want to pick one that's based around stock racing, so it'd be like. Uh, uh, nothing against them in general, but like you know, like a company like One Seventy Five RC. Oh yeah. Or no, I know. Or some, somebody yep. that makes super ridiculously expensive bearings. Yep. You know, one of the, it'd be one of those companies. I guess I don't want to go specific with it, but it would be something around stock racing and the ridiculous costs involved with having the best equipment. It it sucks. It's so stupid. Yeah. Um, for chassis sponsor, who would I want to see go? It'd be, uh, it'd be somebody like Team C or PR Racing, one of, one of the ones that puts out a much cheaper product. Caster. That, um, that ends up grabbing people instead of, instead of somebody saving up a little more money and going with an established brand. They they get something like that because it's cheaper and, and I I just yeah yeah it, do you it remember, pains me to to see those things go around the track sometimes too. Do you remember when Shane Madrinage was with Caster? I don't I've never heard of that company so no. Oh yeah, it's one of those um, cheaper companies and to make it work, you had to put so many Mugen parts on it. It was almost a Mugen by the time he was done. Okay. So then the year after he went associated, you know, bought proper vehicles. Sure. Yeah, I'd, I didn't uh, I didn't have too much time to get to know Shane. Um, 2016 was the last year that he hit it hard. 2017, yep. he was, you know, doing some stuff with that associated deal. But then he, you know, he the candle burnt, burnt out, for, you know, the wick burnt out and you could you could tell yeah. when he was on the podcast with you too that he just he, he just wasn't it. all that interested anymore. Yeah, and he he had had it. And yep. Other things. Yeah, so, it was, and that's unfortunate because I, I I really liked that guy. Yeah. Uh, I had I only got to race with him a few times, but uh, you know had some had some fun conversations with him. I loved watching his kid drive. Yeah. Cuz he had that he had that really neat setup that worked for him. Yeah, the um, video game pedals for the gas and Yeah, brake. exactly. Yeah, I, I loved yeah, watching his and watching his kid improve and really making that setup work was super cool that year. It so. was it was really cool. Uh, it yep. I enjoyed seeing it myself, so. Yeah, so that's my company. My company's was VP Pro and yours was uh, if I just had to pick one, I guess it would be. Uh, it's really hard between Team C and PR. Yeah, PR I racing. Uh, I'll go with Team C. Okay, okay. Team C, you're out of here. Yep. See you later. Yeah, in the company I mentioned, I do have things against, which I'm thir- sure Gotti has things against because he does the Radio Impound podcast with Jason Rona, who owns J Concepts to where VP Pro has blatantly stolen a lot of J-Concepts designs and yeah, a lot of Pro-Lines designs and a lot of AKAs. Did, <laughs> did Gotti have an answer to that question? Nope. 
Did he did he offer his opinion? No. Okay. No, no, no. And then we got people arguing about unemployment, which <laughs> it sucks, you know, man. If if somebody knows how that um, the additional six hundred dollars a week is working, I'm not. I haven't figured out how to make it work for me yet. I went to file uh, on Friday. I filed for the previous week because I had only worked a few days. And unfortunately, I had worked just a hair over. So I had gone, you know, like $15 over what my unemployment benefit is. And I don't know if that disqualified me from that extra $600 or not. Or if there's something extra that I have to do to get that. Because I'm getting conflicting reports from people. Some people are saying it's federal. You have to apply through something different to get that. And some people are saying the opposite. I think you got to be unemployed, unemployed to get that. See, that sucks balls. Yeah, I think. And also, so I was on partial unemployment back in 2008, 2009 when that big slowdown happened. Sure. And for us to qualify for partial unemployment the boss had to cut the hours down to 28 hours per week because we were down to 32, and that would not cut it. We had to do 28. Yep. So there's weird rules there too. Right. Yeah, If I right now, if I end up working more than 17 hours a week, that negates. Um, I, I don't even file at that point because... I do all the paperwork and it comes back and says zero, you know, you qualify for zero dollars. Right. But it, yeah, I guess I really don't understand that if other people, you know, normally I make quite a bit more than what my unemployment benefit is, which is the case for everybody. Right. Right. So those folks that are on true a hundred percent unemployment right now that are getting almost, a hundred percent increase you know 600 more dollars a week is almost a hundred percent for a lot of people oh for sure minnesota unemployment yes so i guess i don't understand why somebody would be entitled to that and i wouldn't be you know because covid has assuredly affected my work schedule yes it's indirect you know they haven't completely shut us down and told us we can't work but there's a lot less construction work going on right now because some of the mechanical companies that we normally work for are not calling us. Yeah, no, I got and you. And it's, you know, it, it takes a, a pretty hefty bite out of what I normally make. So come on now, give, yeah. give Ryan a piece of that pie. I agree. Uh, we got one here from Ryan Van Ripper. Hey, fellas, now, since there's no racing going on, it would probably be a good time for Roar. Oh, crap, I just, god dang it. Did you say Van Ripper? Ryan Van Ripper? Yes. That is a badass name. I don't even care if that's like a made-up yeah. pseudonym alter ego. That is, I want to be that guy yeah. on live time. Yeah, but he goes, would it be a good time for Roar and other governing bodies in RC to get together and work on improving rc in the racing format and revise and rules and all that and thoughts Oof. It, it would be a great time you know there's something that like i wish i would have invested in zoom before all this happened because that's what most of the podcasts are being done on now and all work meetings and all that stuff sure 
but it's not going to happen. For the simple fact is, they will never admit it, but everybody on Roar is in somebody's pocket, and they're doing the work of the person they're in the pocket of. Well, I mean, that's... You basically just described politics. Yep. In general. Yeah. So. Um, did you ever watch a very first Roar Nationals on YouTube? The on-road race? Yeah, it was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yep. Oh, super cool. It yep. was... Yeah, the race, you had concourse, and you had something else. But yeah, it was cool. I mean, that's a little off, but... It, those were guys who were really into it and really just wanted one rule set and there was nobody in anybody's pocket and nobody was trying to make their right. friends happy. It was just good time. Yeah, and I don't know. It's like good luck because, you know, Roar is a unbelievably underfunded association in general. Um, these people would all be digging way into their free time and, you know, Nobody's going to agree on yeah, but the mean, direction that they want to go with it. So everybody's going to want to blow their brains out at the end of one of these meetings. They they do have the free time right now. I think that's what he's getting at. There's right. no, no excuses not to meet. Well, I, I see most of my buddies got a way longer honeydew list than they ever do normally. Yeah, so for sure, I'm putting <laughs> off putting a over the range microwave. Sure, because I just don't. It's something so simple. I don't want to wire in an outlet and mount it in the cabinet above, which was super simple. I know exactly how to do it. I just haven't done it. Um, Let's see. What else? Rick Falstecker. Kill spec motors. It's killing me. I disagree. Spec motors are fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, that's something we don't look at. Is so you and I we so I get in the motor side a little more than you. Oh, for sure. But I don't even go twenty percent into what those guys do, and that's a lot of people are fast drivers, and a lot of people can tune their motors so they're faster. You know what I mean. It, Tuning your motor is part of the hobby. And with the spec motor, you're going to lose a lot of that. I like it in stock classes. I think if you want to race fast shit and you want to show your tuning prowess, race mod. Yeah. but we Make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think we got a question about that somewhere around here, but I don't know. I'm just going to go in order. But, it, you know, spec that spec stuff, it doesn't totally alleviate the problems of stock no, racing because no. batteries. People, people with the means, yeah, well, batteries too, but people with the means, they can, they can buy 20 of those hobby wing spec motors if they want to. Yeah. And find out which one's the best, and then they sell off the other ones for, you know, they take a loss on it, but yep. they're willing to do that because then now... Ooh, I've got the fast spec motor. Well, it's so like, you, you you have a big that. fucking deal. That's so not in the spirit of what we're trying to do. But, um, so you, your average guy too. Let's say I build a kit next to a guy who's building the kit 
spec book. Let's say he just puts the bearings in. Let's say he doesn't fit any parts. Let's say he just does a little bit, just puts it together exactly how the book says. And then I put my car together. And we put the exact same everything in there. My car is going to be a tenth or two faster. Right. Just because the way I build my vehicle. And the way Kyle builds his vehicle in comparison to me is going to give him a tenth or two more. Yep. There's levels to this game, guys. You got to play the game. Yeah, the, at this point, the really the only reason that I'm racing stock is, A, some of the tracks that we go to don't even offer mod. Yep. And, B, the ones that do, nobody else will race it. So I happen to have... Uh, a team guy that gives me motors at a really reasonable price me too. when he's done with them, but the a normal person doesn't need to be done with them yet. And so my motor's not holding me back. Is it as fast as Tor's? No, but I'm not as fast as Tor. Right. So it doesn't really matter. If you both put in the same spec motor, you'd be, he would be faster than you. Oh yeah. 10 times out of 10. Yeah. So that's why I don't worry about that game. No. What what sucks is when, let's say, I'm racing you and I beat you because of the motor. Right. That's what would suck. But, like, yeah, Kyle and Tor, we, we don't worry about those guys. It's like, yeah, it'd be nice to kind of figure out what they're doing and kind of catch up to them. But while we're trying to do that, we're doing what we can for ourselves but anyways hash hash goes social distance by putting work and laps in at your local or favorite tracks and he says they got shoveling rakes out up in duluth and all that crap i agree i put work in at hillbilly or hills whatever they're calling that fucking thing i put work in at clear lake yesterday and i was happy to do it yeah if you're not sick and if you're not at risk, go put work out at your club or go put work out at your friend's place or something like that. And go run laps too. Fucking run right. laps. Yeah, yeah, I wish I wish I had a reason to go back past uh, the Big Lake track again because I've got some awesome tires for my mini truggy yep and i have chassis weights that i could throw in i think mini truggy would be great there oh of course and then mini truggy pro 4 whatever and then chad johnson and you were saying oh a mid-motor would work dude i put laps in there it's a different thing it doesn't look back back this bus up just a moment it doesn't look what i said was that in that specific moment so that okay. minute oh, that yeah. I took the it picture was of the so track, wet. it was so wet. If I would have had a pair of V2s on the rear of a stadium truck with a three-gear stand-up, okay. that thing would have done wheelies. Yes. On a normal day? No. On a normal not. day, it's beach sand. <laughs> right. Yep. And I've driven out there. I've driven an A-scale out there with Bruce St. Ives a bunch. Right. Well, well, I was out there with Bruce once, and then I went out with Senior a couple times, and I went out with Joe 3 because he's got an A scale that I want him to run here soon. Right. But, yeah, there's uh, – the Big Lake track is great. 
but I'm going to drive an extra 10 minutes to this Astro track in Clear Lake. Oh, for sure. It's literally only 10 more minutes for me. It's great. It's 20. Yeah, it's going to pl- be a place to drive race vehicles. That's the difference. The Yep. The big the big lake RC track is not there for no. us racers. We are we are literally the smallest segment of RC. Right. Probably everywhere in the world. But if you are a basher and let's say you have a kid that's not into RC, there's playground equipment right there. Have your kid play yep. on the playground while you drive your RC car. Yep. And, you know, it is a track. It's not the greatest track, but it is a track, so you can work on your line. There is a line yep. out there Absolutely. to work. And I would, I would think that that is a perfect place, if you have some type of short course, to bring a beginner to. So they can learn how to navigate a course. Yep. You know, what I always hear people say is, you know, if you don't have something like that available, before you ever drag your kid out to the track, get a couple of cones and make sure that he can get around, the, he or she can get around them cones before you bring them to the track. Because if you bring them straight to the track, it's going to be a miserable experience for everybody. You're right about that. Yeah, you're right. Until somebody figures it out. Yeah, you're right. And I gave Joe 3 a crawler, and he just passed around the backyard with that for a long time. Perfect. And that still didn't seem like enough. Um, What are you crashing on over there? Crashing? Yeah, you're making like a crashing noise. Oh, sorry. I'm oh, you're fine. Swiss Army knife. That's what it sounded like. I was sounded like that or like... Uh, Opening and closing a Zippo. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see here. Gary Zdenek. I think I'm always pronouncing his last name correctly. Am I? I don't know. I don't know it. Uh, fist scale racing and bringing it back to Minnesota. Well, well, that's a tall order because we had a place to race fist scales when it was somewhat popular in Minnesota. Um, Andrew Mowry ran the shoe in Ramsey. It used to be a go-kart track. And they used to race at the same time they raced, not at the same day, but they had a pocket bike night at the track and they had a fist scale night. Okay. And it was... Senior got into it at the end. I drove Senior's car a lot, but I never had my own, and I liked it a lot. But, dude, the cost of it, its I don't see it happening anytime soon, and you need an empty go-kart track like what we had. For for fifth scale on-road? On-road, yeah. Cause that, okay. Did, did Senior have an F1 what, car? Yes. There was also okay. quarter scale that they also ran fifth scale at at Hidden Hideaway in Isani. I believe the that. The oval track. Yeah. But they yep. made a little bit of a road course on the infield. like you'd, Oh, cool. It was just a little like S-section, like a chicane. Sure. But it was something yep. for the F1 guys. Yeah, Senior still has that F1 car sitting in his basement. That thing's so big. <laughs> It'd be fun to go parking lot driving with it. It was... The most realistic you can get with RC. Yep. Period. Um, like at four-wheel disc brakes, you had to take it. Like, I I had to learn tire management. Mm-hmm. You have to learn fuel management because there is no pit stop. Just shit like that. Like, 
but your tires would get like if you push it too hard you'd do fast laps but then your tires would get greasy and hard to drive and you'd really have to back up for a few laps for your tires to cool off sure dude it was so cool that is cool that is very realistic it adds a lot of difficulty that i think you know we're there's no getting around it we are totally spoiled in today's rc community the the kits build easier than they've ever built before the vehicles handle better than they've ever handled before yep the tires grab better than they've ever grabbed before so but you oh, know, a lot of people yeah. wouldn't be into that but the right customer also the, the customer that's maybe not into it anymore yeah i mean that's that's what they're missing um with fit scale. as far as fit scale off-road though hey i wanted to ask you do you remember there being a um a private track somewhere in or near elk river where people were doing fit scale stuff for a while that was at the dirty shoe in ramsey that was on the same piece of property it was yes that's where people were using fit you know fifth scale buggies yes. and fifth scale trucks yep and stuff yep and then i want to say it, it wrapped up about four or five years ago no, they decided not to do it anymore no i'm wrong there because the dirty shoe wrapped up around 2004 or five. Oh yeah no this is this is way more recent this is when i when i started getting into uh off-road again yeah. so it would have been 15 16 yeah it was something i wasn't there. invited to those fuckers <laughs> okay Cause I, I, I remember a facebook group about it or a facebook page and i just yeah, memory escapes me. If anybody remembers what that was, I'm pretty sure it was around the Elk River area. Yeah. So, well, the and thing it was is, just at somebody's house. It was in their backyard. So the thing is, so with on-road, with the F1, there's too much of a discrepancy in cars. You can get into it for $1,500, uh, or you can get a car. But, like, um, the top cars, like Andrew Mowry's, you're literally looking at more than nine dollars or $10,000. But, like, with the off-road, you can go with the proper set of tires and race a 5T. Right. You don't, and then slowly hop up your, you can make it cost double, maybe. Well, hop up your steering servo the yeah. day you buy it, but other exactly. than that, yeah. You can make it cost double, maybe triple, but it's not the same thing like you don't if you hop up your steering servo and put a proper pair of tires on it you won't feel like you're drowning but then you know you're going to want to do your clutch i hear that's the first thing everybody does after what you said and, and that pipe chokes it down those stock pipes right choke them way down right too, you're so. going to want a pipe you're going to and then you're going to want to do a little this and that and this and then your 1500 dollars 5 t is going to be about four grand mm -hmm. but that's racing <laughs> that is racing in a nutshell yeah basically I, any level if i had the money i'd do it if yep. i if i had the money i'd figure out how to race uh f1 uh, fifth scale F1. But if, if I, I had if I the can't... money, the time, and the, the support of my my uh, loved ones, I would want to run. There's a class over at Cedar Lake, Wisconsin. It's a uh, it's basically a spec class for sprint cars. It's a it's a non winged crate motor class. It's 
you know, cheap chassis, yep. cheap shocks. Yep. Um, I'm not sure exactly what they do for tire regulations, but the, the car handles like garbage. Yeah. And so the, the people that can really saw the wheel, the cream rises to the top really nice. fast in this class. And it is an absolute hoot to watch. Sometimes they have it as the support class to the world of outlaws. Right. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to go to a dirt car track every single Saturday. I don't want to live that life, but if I did, that is exactly where I would start. So what I was thinking is, um, I don't know if it ever took off, but I was going around Facebook for a while that uh, spec modified that Yamaha was making. Did you ever see that one? No. Oh, nope. it was so badass. It was a, a mini mod, you mean? Is it a mini modified? I, I think it was a mini mod, but they were running on a full-size, like, 3-ace oval. Okay. It was pretty badass but looking. small, like a small chassis with a superbike engine and stuff like that? I believe so. It was smaller, but not, like, super. It wasn't go-kart size. Mm -hmm. it, was sm it was in between go-kart and full-size. Okay. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I always thought in uh, the Legend class is supposed to be, you know, kind of an entry level yeah. uh not a lot of options for you to spend a ton of money class and the neat thing about legend cars is i i believe they're they're basically the same for dirt or for pavement oh that is so cool. you have you have one car that with a few quick changes you can take to either or yeah. and they have those on iRacing. they are a freaking handful yeah um they teach you they teach you a lot of throttle control which is <laughs> i'm sure I'm sure you're gonna have so much fun. It's uh, um, I'm excited for you. I'm excited on the too. Side. If you can get through it, it actually is pretty frustrating to to figure things out, to figure out how to get through a race at first without getting tangled up in all the other people that have no idea what they're doing. Yep. So that you're able to graduate to the next class. But once you do, once you find you know, okay, if it's on this track and it's this car, I, I'm pretty sure that I can go the whole race without crashing. And then once you get to the, the classes that are a little more fun, it just, the the fun factor just explodes. You know what's going to happen is I'm going to learn how to do it, and it's going to be it's gonna be a sharp curve for me. It's going to be super slow, and then I'm going to get it, and it's going to take off. But while I'm just getting it and I'm having issues and struggling, Beth will be standing over my shoulder and she's like, we're spending money on this. What the fuck? <laughs> and she's, I, or she'll I, laugh at me. One of the two. I want you to, I want you to just stay on the having fun side with it. I will. I think. I don't want you to, to turn into, you know, feeling like you need to achieve this or that. Just. Find the class and the car that you think is the most fun, and don't put too much time into it. Don't put your heart and soul into your results, and above all else, yep. try to keep a level head when somebody wrecks you, because it is absolutely going to happen 95% of the times <laughs> that you race. There's just some jackhole that has no idea what he's doing, and he also can't see you because he's playing on a little laptop with no oh, side view. Yep. And he has he has no clue that he just wrecked you. Right, right. I got gotcha, you. So. I got gotcha. you. Um, let's see here. 
Senior is wondering, what extras do I need for my 6.2 carpet car? I'll go through this one. Yeah, for sure. You need the slipper eliminator. Do the full eliminator. Don't just screw off your uh, slipper pad. You need aluminum bell crank arms, but not the bell crank going across. And... The 6.2 comes with the front wing, so you don't need that. That's a nice option. The 6.2 comes with a fan mount, so you don't need a fan mount. That's a really nice option. Um, get rid of the stupid battery bar. Get an O-ring battery system. Um, if it doesn't come with a 36-gram weight, you need a 36-gram ESC weight. You need... Um, well, he's got a heavier... Well, it depends on what servo. If he does a full-size servo, you don't need a servo weight. But if you do the 160T or around that line, you need a 9-gram servo weight. You need a brass bulkhead. And you need... If it has 7-millimeter rear hexes, you need 6-millimeter rear hexes. And I think that might be it. Because it comes with the gear diff. So, and it comes with the lay down. I think that's it. So, I'm going to be looking at getting one myself here soon, too, because I want to get Joe 3 on the same basic platform I have. Just makes yeah, life easier. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Um, let's burn through the rest here because I'm getting tired and it's getting late again. <laughs> uh, Chris Kamarzik, could we usher in more mod racing interest by having an open ESC 13.5-17.5 class? What I recommend is having open stadium truck is my recommendation. Like I'm, we've I, been we've been over this a few times. I know it's it's open pretty much everywhere except Dollar Hobbies, right? Uh, it's open ESC at MMR. And I yep. believe it's thir it's Open ESC seventeen five at MMR, and which it's they're pretty damn fast if you want them to be thirteen five Blinky. It's going to be at the five ten. That really? Yeah, I have a couple. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple thirteen five motors. I just it, it it does drive me nuts when every track that we go to has different rules. Yeah, it I around know, here. I know. Um, stadium truck should be that one class that is modified that your average Joe can drive it. I mean, if you can't drive a seven five eight five, throw in a ten five, throw in a seventeen five, and add timing and boost until you can't handle it anymore. Right. Well, then you'd be good to run it at MMR on a Friday night, sure, and then run it at Chris's. Yeah, you know wherever his track is going to be. Um, yeah, yeah. I hope I, I hope they figure God, out. I fucking hate stock racing. I know. I hope they figure out electrical at uh, the field there, and we can have legitimate racing. Because, dude, this is well. You know the berms a motorbike makes. This has that built into the track in like waves, but it's not like sharp anymore. It's just waves. It's so cool. Sure. It's so cool. Um, last one from Corey Hins. Can we race at the Moto Dome in November? Probably not. For, 
probably not for What's the four. Well, the problem is so we quit racing in April because the water was frozen, and we couldn't get proper water on the track and do proper track builds and all that. You run into that problem in November. There are some people thinking about hunting. Omaha's starting the Techno Series. I mean, man. And Dale's probably got motocross stuff going on. Maybe, maybe November. not. Maybe, maybe not. He quit basically using that motodome. I really think we are now the only ones that use it. I could be wrong. I really could I th- be I think they had stuff going on in there this winter, so. Okay, okay. Um, what I would like to see is maybe early fall, late summer, have like a late, late August, early, early September race there. To, yeah, just double it up. We'll y- do yeah. two, pick a, pick a month and do two races in it. Yeah, or figure out a time that doesn't screw over FTR too. I mean, that's tough, but... <sighs> I don't know. FTR's language was a little different. It sounds like, yeah, we're canceling May, but it sounds like they might do the whole... I don't know. It wasn't clear language. It sounds like they might do the whole season off. Okay. I. But, and again, it wasn't clear. They could come sure. back. They could easily come back for June and be like, all right, it's over, let's race, which would be awesome. Yep. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's... That's totally their prerogative, right? I'll, I'll tell you what, the first person to have a race is going to have the biggest fucking race. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Well, well, May we'll six, since May 16th is canceled, and if Omaha gets off a of quarantine when they're supposed to, I'm going to go to Omaha and race sure. their first round of the Team Associated Summer Series and do 10 scale. All right. Let's clear something up quick so that we'd, we're not making Sean's blood boil. Right. Everybody knows that he has a, a short fuse. Yeah. Um, and we we like to get the facts right when we're talking about Sean's track. Uh, yeah, it's remaining closed until the government mandate is lifted, and then he'll use his discretion when to officially open the track back up. Right. The point series is postponed right. until further notice. Right. So that, that leaves it wide open. That's to... what I meant. It could yep. it could happen in June. It hopefully hopefully we realize that the government went way too far with this. They right. really, well, really I, did. I think, I think most of us know that. You'd think. I mean, if you're close to it, you can't see the forest through the trees. I'll say that much. Right. Um, think about this too. For mm, do do we want to go down a morbid path or do we want to end it? Hell no! We've been having a good show so far. All right, so... I don't want to unleash Krabby Joe. Krabby Joe's probably got to go to bed anyway. Yeah, it's 9.35. So, and I'm going to Well, the wife's going to wake up with the puppy a few times, but I'm going to hear about it, so... (laughs) (laughs) Super cool on that. Um, Definitely, I don't know if you can get some teeny tiny ran out of talent swag and 
get the dog wearing a t-shirt or something like right. that. We got to get that dog on the page yeah. for everybody to enjoy because there's there are a few things cuter than a a pug puppy. It's unreal how freaking cute they are. Dude, the noises they make—they're like little. Ewoks. I'm not. I'm not with you on the noises, but they're I not annoying. They're not loud. It, it it's weird. <laughs> you have to hear them. Like um, the Van Dalens, they know exactly what I'm talking about because they've <laughs> right, they, they've yeah, had they're pugs. a pug family for sure. Yeah, um, they got their pugs a little bit before I got my first one, and I'm sure they had them before that too. But yeah, pugs just—they're worth the problems because you will have <laughs> you have problems with a smush face dog yep you really do any smush face but they're worth it i mean there are dogs other dogs worth it but i don't know man it's it's the personality of them it really is so yeah. well i know and posy's not a full-on pug but no. Posey's one of my favorite dogs that isn't Lucy on right. the planet. I know. So Posey's also a girl too. Right. I'm not a fan of the girl dogs as much as I because the boy dogs, they're a little more chill. It seems. Sure. So, anyways, let's end this thing. I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm Joser Junior, and with me was my co-host Ryan Greening, and we've ran out of talent.